Well, as the world focuses on the life of Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, funeral plans are underway. Well, this morning we are joined today by someone who spent a little bit of time serving at the Vatican and with Pope Benedict. Monsignor John Syak from Christ the King Church in Milwaukee is joining us today to share a little bit about his experience with Pope Benedict. Good morning, Monsignor Syak. Thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, good morning, Brenda and David, and all of our listeners out there. It's great to great to join you this morning, and uh, happy to to have this time together to as we remember Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. Monsignor Syak, for our listeners and us, remind us how long were you at the Vatican, and how did your maybe journey land you this position at the Vatican? Yeah, it was it was a little bit surprising. You know, I'm a priest of the Archdiocese. I grew up in Corvallis, and and uh, in 2009, I, I was uh, asked to go back to the Vatican to work at the Holy See in the in the Congregation for Bishops. That's the office that that uh, handles all the uh, bishop selections with the Holy Father. And Pope Benedict was was Pope at the time. And then a year into that assignment, I got added another assignment, which was to become a papal master of ceremonies, which is one of uh, there's a small team of priests uh, who who help run all the papal liturgies. And so that <clears throat> that put me in, in close contact with, with Pope Benedict for, for um, well, I was there for, for four years of his pontificate. Uh, one is just in the congregation, and then three more as, uh, as a papal master of ceremonies. But, but I think, you know, as I look back, uh, my contact with, with him first came through theology. You know, when I was, I was finishing my undergrad uh, work at, at Notre Dame and, and was really thinking about the, the priesthood, and I first started to come across his writings, and I just really fell in love with his, his thought and his, his ability to articulate the truths of the faith in a way that were very relevant to the contemporary situation. He had an ability to engage other ideas, even ideas, secular ideas, and, and non-Christian ideas, and, and could also speak to the believer about his or her own faith. And I think that's where it kind of all began, when, as is coming across Joseph Ratzinger and, and his great theological writings. Monsignor Sayak, so when you had your first experience and then when you um, were placed in as a, as MC, as part of this team of priests that oversaw liturgy, when you encountered uh, Pope Benedict, uh, you know, liturgy was so important to him. Kind of talk to us a little bit about your experience as MC and how Pope Benedict valued the importance of beautiful sacred liturgy. Absolutely, you know he he the liturgy the sacred liturgy is very uh, dear to his heart, and he and and that's also from his own stance as a Christian is that we know that that the Eucharistic sacrifice is the source and summit of the Christian life, right? Of being able to share in Christ's once and for all sacrifice on Calvary that brings salvation to the world, and that always has to be the center and the source uh, and and again the summit of of who we are as Christians uh, and becoming like Christ and. And to see uh, how he wanted the liturgy to be according to the mind and heart of the Church, he really wanted to uh, reconcile uh, certain aspects of the of the con- contemporary liturgy, the liturgy of, of the Second Vatican Council, with the, her past, um, and to to see um, how to draw, you know, really to uh, I would say come to a real deeper understanding of what it means to be 
actively participating in the liturgy, which is primarily, and we, we forget about this sometimes, is the interior participation of mind and heart in what, in what is happening at any given point in the Mass. And, and so uh, we, 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 we sought to model that in the papal liturgies, uh, and and uh, it was just uh, extraordinary to be to be with them. I just remember the first time of you know because when we go to uh, uh, run the, one of the liturgies, you know we'd be in the sacristy and the sacristy, the papal sacristy in St. Peter's is by the Pieta. If you've ever been in St. Peter's Basilica, you know the Pieta area is kind of glassed off. And back there is is the little sacristy. And I just remember the first time meeting him back there in this little room, and he he walks in, and you know, and this is the thing too that we always have to remember is that the the mainstream media kind of portrayal of who he was is was completely inaccurate. I mean, Pope Benedict was a man of of gentleness and of, of friendliness, uh, authenticity. You, you know, and when when he came to talk to me, uh, and I know other people had the same experience, is that when when he spoke to you, is you was it was as if you were the only person that mattered at that moment, and and I, I just felt such warmth and and a real Christian joy from him. Uh, and he just and he loved being in the liturgy, you know. And his and uh, one of the things that has really stuck with me as well is his preaching. Uh, so he had such penetrating insights into the faith, and even his preaching. I remember any number of times uh, during a papal mass is just being struck by something that he said, and it would just stay with me for weeks. You know, it was, it's uh, to be able to ponder. He had such again such penetrating insight into the mysteries of the faith. We're speaking with Monsignor John Syak. He is the pastor at Christ the King Parish here in Milwaukee. And you kind of answered my question, Monsignor, and that was outside of the Mass and the liturgy. Did you have a chance to sit down just and visit with Pope Benedict? Was that ever an opportunity for you? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think it was because so often in in the when you're working in the Holy See, you know, you're working for the Holy Father, but you don't always get to like rub elbows with him. Right. There's, you know, <laughs> just the way the, <laughs> sure. the nature of the work and whatnot. Um, but when he when he retired and in, in, in resigned in, in 2013, um, I didn't get to see much of him. But then when I was leaving the Holy See in 2018. Uh, he, I was approached by by Archbishop Ganswein, who's his secretary, and we've known each other for all all during the time I was I was working at the Vatican. And he came up to me after one of the papal masses with Pope Francis, and he just said, "Hey, you know, I understand you're you're you know you'll be leaving for home, and uh, and he said, would would you like to come and have a, a visit with Pope Benedict before you leave?" And I'm like. Would I? Yeah, that's an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> exactly, and and so uh, he uh, he invited me, and I, I uh, came over to the Vatican Gardens where the, where his monastery is, and and uh, it's during the time in the evening where he he uh, walks and prays his rosary, and so he was came out on a one of the, one of the benches there in the Vatican Gardens, and we sat down and we spoke together one on one for about twenty minutes, wow. and. And it was really, again, it was an experience of, I mean, there's, there's such a humanity about him. Like he, he just uh, had a warmth and a, you know, he, he asked me about, you know, uh, where I was from. And I, you know, I told him, you know, about Portland. I told him about Archbishop Sample. He says, oh, you know, please encourage him and what he's doing there. And, you know, I, I know that, that Portland, it can be a difficult mission for for Christians and, um, and then we talked about my my doctoral thesis because I wrote on Hans Urs von Balthasar, who was a friend of his, and hmm. 
and and again, he just kind of di- dove into some of the ideas of you know, shared with him some of my the ideas of my thesis, and he like took them up and started to think about them and share his thoughts with me about it. Just like wow. you know, kind of like <laughs> you know, spontaneous theology happening right in that moment, and uh, and he, and again, just to, to encourage me of you know, I told him I was going home to to you know take up a parish life again in, mm-hmm. the, in the diocese, and and uh, you know, and he encouraged me, and uh, it was just one of these moments of of a lifetime. Yeah, for sure. You know, I look, look back on that. I think here, here I am just this kid from Corvallis and yeah. in a, from a diocese that's, you know, in the, in the universal church is not that well known. Sure. You know, it's kind of, yeah. you know, a lot of, Oregon's not always in the forefront of people's minds around the world. And here I am sitting with the successor of Peter and, and just, and I knew, you know, I knew this all the time. I mean, from the moment I first met him personally is in the presence of greatness and and a a, a man who loved Jesus Christ like intensely yeah. and he lo- and who loved the church and and wanted her to flourish and wanted people to come into that saving intimate encounter with Jesus Christ. Uh, it's incredible. Monsignor Syke, with just um, a moment uh, left in our time together, can you maybe just, and, and it might be relatively impossible, I think, but the, what is the legacy now, uh, the imprint on the Catholic Church because of Pope Benedict's papacy? Yeah, I would, I would say uh, twofold. Uh, one is, is theological, and uh, especially around, the, around faith, you know, and, and helping people to believe and to come to to faith and the and the reasonability of our Christian faith and how it can speak to the to the hearts and minds of people today, I think that's that's a, that's a big one. He has a theological legacy that's going to be. I mean, he had a big impact on on theology, uh, and and a whole generation of theologians, uh, myself included. And and the the second thing I too to is this the sacred liturgy, mm. and that we uh, we need to. Keep the the Eucharistic sacrifice again as the source and summit, and in a hermeneutic of continuity, right? In a in a way that is that is that is harmonious with the Church's past, uh, because that because that that has the great ability to again to 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 uh, speak to the to the present age, and and I think those are the two big big legacies that that he, that he will leave for us. Oh, for sure. Well, Monsignor Sayek, thank you so much for your time today, just to give us a little bit of insight into the life of Pope Benedict. Before we go today, will you lead us in prayer? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, at the beginning of this day, we ask you to pour your grace and blessing upon us. We lift up to you the soul of Pope Benedict XVI, you would receive him into the arms of your mercy, that you would grant him eternal life, that you would draw us all closer to you in the heart of your Son, uh, through the the immaculate heart of his Blessed Mother. Fill us with the Holy Spirit today to drive from us all fears and anxiety, that you would build up your love within us. And we ask, too, for the special intercession of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, that she may intercede for for all those who are listening this morning. We ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 Oh, Monsignor Syke, thank you so very much for your your insight today and your time in that beautiful prayer. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. You too. God bless.